Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirkanish right here in the middle. This is the Smirkanish podcast for independent minds. I'm totally intrigued with this sad case from Kansas City that I've been following from a distance. The very latest Police have received the toxicology report from the investigation into three Kansas City men found dead outside a Northland home last month. Family members of David Harrington, Clayton McKinney, and Ricky Johnson have told Fox 4 in Kansas City they learned that police received the report. The Kansas City police confirmed that they have been in contact with the family. Harrington, McKinney, and Johnson all went to a friend's house, Jordan Willis his home to watch the Kansas City Chiefs. This was the final regular season game back on January 7. By now, you know the rest of the story. They were found dead two days later outside the rental home in that town. Malik Jackson has been covering it for Fox 4 in Kansas City and joins me now. Malik, thank you so much for your time. Before we talk about this case, I want to know about the ironing board in the living room when you were 12 years old. <laughs> well, first and foremost, Michael, I so appreciate this opportunity. I've always watched your work. It's very intelligent and intellectual. So thank you for having me on. And yes, the ironing board. Since I was about 10 or 12 years old, I've always wanted to be a journalist. Like I would get out of school, I'd come home. Uh, my grandma would have a full suit for me ready that we've gotten from the thrift store. I put it on, Michael, and I would sit there and pretend like I was anchoring my own television show. Fast forward, you know, 15 years later, and I, I, I'm i living my dream, to say the least. But it is a, it's an it's a, it's a honor, it's a joy, and I'm so grateful for my mom and all of my family and my support system that have helped me get here. But yes, Michael, it started with the ironing board in the living room. Okay, I don't know if I'm more impressed with the ironing board or the suit that was acquired from a thrift store, because I love that. It's like you you actually dressed the part to do it. That is very cool. Oh, absolutely. So this story is so strange, Malik, from a distance. I guess it's strange up close as as well. Uh, Tell me about it. Walk me through, maybe by beginning with Jordan Willis. Who is he, the guy who was hosting this event? Yeah, so we've learned through our reporting over the last couple of weeks that, you know, he's, you know, a a scientist. Um, He's really sort of a low-key guy, if you will. Um, And he oftentimes hosted, you know, get-togethers at his house. Um, Very well-off individual, very smart individual. People since high school have always known that he was super intelligent. Um, all along. And I think that adds to the mystery. Like, I think it's a different story if we're talking about someone who, you know, 
doesn't claim to have all of this knowledge and something bad happens. But this is somebody that had their wits about them. He's a sharp individual. And now for this to happen and then to play the card as I had no idea um, what was going on is interesting. But what's also interesting is the, the changing of the stories from what we heard from the very first time we heard from his attorney to what we're hearing now. It's like a complete 180, if you will. How so? And so that's well, because so first off, his attorney came out and said, um, my client did not see them exit the home. And this was a statement and two lines down in the same paragraph, that statement says the last time my client saw these three victims was when they exited the home. And so then we went and sat down with him for an interview that Monday because he released that statement on Saturday. And when we sat down with his attorney on Monday, his attorney flipped the story again saying, okay, my client, I missed that. That was an error in my statement. Actually, my client was asleep. So he didn't even see these men. He was asleep, and these people were still in his house. Well, then in subsequent interviews, and when I say subsequent interviews, I don't mean two days later or a week later, literally two hours after we sat down with him, he got on another program and said, no, actually, my client saw them walk to the door and he walked them out and said their goodbyes. So right there, you already have three different stories as to what happened. And then we also heard from the very beginning that he only got Facebook messages. He only got Facebook calls. So that that was their defense. He didn't get the phone calls from the family. There was no text messages. Everything came through Facebook. Well, then Uh, Through our reporting at Fox 4 in Kansas City, we discovered that there was not only a fifth person, but we made contact with that fifth person. And that fifth person told us that, no, I texted Jordan on Tuesday because Ricky Johnson's mom and Clayton's fiance had reached out to me saying, have you heard of them? Have you talked to them? All of that good stuff. And so when he reached out, when he got that reach out, he reached back out to Jordan. So then we asked the attorney about that. And then, of course, he said, OK, he did get text messages from this fifth guy. Well, then we just learned this past week after these families met with the prosecutors, a family member of McGinney said, in fact, the fiance of Clayton McGinney not only texted, but called his phone. And so that's another inconsistency in this story and of course it adds to the mystery and it adds questions and most importantly people are like well this isn't adding up so what's going on so the game was a sunday it was a sunday game right and the the discovery of the of the bodies is not until you correct me tuesday yeah so what we've learned is that the the uh, game was Sunday. They watched it at a separate location. And after the game, they went to Jordan's house. And through our reporting, we found out that these men were up as late as 2 a.m. Monday morning. But they weren't discovered until Clayton McGinney's fiance broke into hmm. the home of Willis's and discovered one of the bodies. And that was just before 10 p.m. on that Tuesday, the 9th. And when she breaks in, what is Willis doing? Is he still asleep on the sofa? Well, that's the that's the burning question because I mean, take a listen to this. She breaks into the home, okay, and she when she breaks into the home, she sees one of the bodies on the back porch, okay, sees the body, immediately starts freaking out. She's screaming, screaming, screaming. She's saying, "Jordan, come down, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan," and he he doesn't 
movie doesn't come down, so she calls police. So a normal response time, we'll say the police get there between five and eight minutes, okay? And then when police get there and knock on the door, he hears that. So he doesn't hear this person break into his home. He doesn't hear this person screaming, dude, there's a body on your back porch. But literally less than 10 minutes later when police arrive, he hears them knock on the door. And then he comes down, and when he comes down, he's wearing nothing but um, boxers, and he has a glass of wine in his hand. A glass of wine? Yeah, wine glass. I don't know if there was contents in it, but he was holding a, a wine glass in his hand, yes. By the way, this is Malik Jackson from Fox 4 in Kansas City. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Mientras crecíamos, vimos a nuestros papás siempre ordenando la casa. Now that we have our own, entendemos la importancia de mantener una casa limpia y ordenada. One that makes you proud. Por eso puedes contar con IKEA. IKEA knows that having a place for everything makes it much easier to maintain a happy home and your peace of mind. When you shop at IKEA, cada dólar rinde más. Visit your nearest IKEA store to find the best storage solutions para tu hogar. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. This is Malik Jackson from Fox 4 in Kansas City. Malik, how how close were the bodies to one another? And do we know, like, in what position? So we don't know the proximity of the bodies, but what we do know is that one of the men was sitting up dead in a patio chair, okay, right what? on the stone porch. Yeah, and then the other two... We don't know if they were face down, face up. We don't know how close they were, but they were laying in the yard. So their bodies, two of the bodies were laying in the yard while this third person was sitting upright, you know, I don't know, upright slumped, how you would necessarily characterize that, but dead sitting in this chair. What was the weather like in Kansas City on January 7? So that's been a big point of contention because we we, we first reported that Mr. Willis was telling his family that his friends froze to death in the backyard. And it was interesting because as this story started to gain traction nationally, um, people were looking at our weather and we were in the middle of an Arctic blast. So we had like negative, if you remember the Chiefs game that following weekend versus the Dolphins, it was like negative 30, felt like negative 30 outside. Yeah, yeah I remember. But, remember watching it. But, that, but, but over those three days, 
that Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, the temperature fluctuated between about 30 and 40 degrees. There was snow on the ground. There was just under an inch of snow on the ground. But the temperatures were not, you know, extremely cold. And it's not like, you know, it's cloudy with this, you know, brisk coldness. No, it is sunny outside but it's chilly you know what we're used to here but nothing crazy that would lead anybody to believe that they froze to death i mentioned at the outset that police now have received the toxicology report there's a lot of conjecture about drugs i don't know what you're able to say what you're you're you know comfortable in saying but what what can you offer so what I can tell you is on yesterday, um, I have a source that's close to this investigation, and we actually broke this story first um, at 4 o'clock on our 4 p.m. newscast last night, um, that the families, because we had expected that these toxicology reports would take between six and eight weeks. That's what we had been told every single day for the past three and a half weeks. Well, we're not even to four weeks, and these reports were done. So my source tips me off, hey, these reports, they're done. And so we start calling around and we get it confirmed pretty quickly. And when we get it confirmed, it comes to find out that there was cocaine and fentanyl in their systems. And we have confirmed that with multiple sources. What then what follows that if there's fentanyl in there, is that is it believed that that could have been the cause of death of of fentanyl poisoning or an overdose or like I don't understand how someone takes fentanyl and ends up sitting upright in a chair frozen to death. So we do know, so we do know, I have a source, two sources that have confirmed that they have passed the stage. They have determined a cause of death, but they haven't released it. But mm. obviously with the, with the uh, evidence that they now have that um, there is fentanyl and cocaine um, in their systems, you know, one can conjecture what might be the cause of death. Okay, Malik, what about Willis? What about, you know, the, the host, the person who was renting the house where these three guests were? Do we, were there any testing of him? Do we know what the result was, if so? So, so we don't know if there was any testing, and that's an interesting question. So well, let's take a step back here for a second. We do know that in the days after these bodies were discovered at his home, he moved out of the house. And so the big question hmm. is, where is he? Well, we now have confirmed reporting that he is checked into rehab. Um, and the quote from his family, a source close to his family, is he's facing his addiction head on. And so that's what we know about his you know, location. But there is a piece of this that is really frustrating the families. And sources tell me that they don't feel as though the police department here, the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department, has taken seriously the investigation. For example, usually in this sort of case, when there's so many open questions, you would presumably keep phones so that you can have records and check all of that stuff well the phones and all of these belongings were given back to the families so police don't have these anymore but those records would be pertinent as to creating a timeline as to when this possibly could have happened and he's moved out of the home and from all we know is he's had none of his stuff seized because he wasn't a person of interest he wasn't uh, like the, the, uh, police refused to go that far naming him that so the question is how much of this investigation have they done so far that would in end in, in turn excuse me not compromise this if there is criminal wrongdoing 
One final thought, if I may, and by the way, so well told, so well presented, and you're being so gracious with your time. I really appreciate it. The part that is most mind-boggling to me is I can understand how I'll presume, just for the purpose of asking you this question, I'll presume that, that somebody OD'd, whether, whether deliberate, whether accidental, I don't know, but they had too much of a foreign substance in their body and it took them down. I get that. I don't understand how three essentially simultaneously could drop yeah. you like you know i expect like there's one buddy there and like holy crap what's wrong with so-and-so hey we better help him but all three expire in close proximity to one another and in the same time period that i don't understand i don't know how that could have happened exactly and that's the, and i think that's probably part of the reason why it's so interesting to people is because like they all had phones with them you know, so if one person is not well, but there's no calls to police that they have reported that they got to that house that night. There's no calls for help to family members saying that something's wrong. So it, it it's weird. And then the other part, which, as you know, because there's one person alive, well, you guys are up because we know that they were all up watching TV, watching Jeopardy past midnight. OK, mm-hmm. so they're up past midnight watching jeopardy now we know that they are were doing they were doing cocaine and three people like you say die simultaneously but then one person survives and it just so happens to be the scientist person who lives in the home it's a question and it's a question we don't have an answer to but it is i mean it just and for these families michael and so many times and, and if you don't mind if i say this you know, a lot of the times we're intrigued with a story because it's a story. It's interesting. We want to know what happened. There's a lot of mystery to it. It's true crime. People love this stuff. But there's three families that lost three young men, three young men who had children, who had careers, and now they're just gone. And presumably the person who could be responsible for this is not being held accountable at this point in time. And it appears as though the investigation up until this point has been held in a very cavalier way. I mean, there was no real crime scene at this house after they discovered three dead bodies. They did a search of the home, they got the bodies, and then police were gone. So it it, it begs the question, if you have three dead bodies, then how in the world are we not treating this more seriously? And then lastly, now that we do know that there is cocaine and fentanyl in their systems, it raises the bigger question of, is there a concern to this community? Because how many batches, you know, how many batches of this? Yeah, where did it come there? from? Could sure. Other, exactly. Yeah. Could other people's lives be in danger? So now it becomes, well, you didn't take this seriously at first. And now will this put someone else's child, brother, sister in jeopardy? Malik, five stars. Awesome job. Really, really great. It's everything I hoped that we were about to get because I wanted the total download and you really delivered it. So thank you so much for that. I do thank you for allowing us to come on and share our reporting. And, uh, of course, I will continue to watch you from afar. Well, um, well, well listen, I just so you know, you it's do. mutual. It's mutual. I'm I'm following Fox 4 in Kansas City because you seem to own this story. I've, I've wanted the detail. And so watching your reports, thank God for the Internet. It's it's great to be able to keep abreast of this. Thank you, Malik. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thank Have you, a, sir. Take care of yourself. You too. Malik Jackson. OK, gang, come on. What 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 went on here? What, what the hell? 
What what could possibly have taken place here? I saw this. Um, I'm trying to think of where I saw this this frozen scene. I think I it's I in see, the new True Detective. I don't think they froze. What do you think? I well, hold they, your thought. Hold your thought. Yeah, I no, want to hear thoughts now. Okay. Well, you're you're going to be able to go first because you then and I'm I have both hear from the been audience. watching this for a while. Yes. Yeah, been dying to have this conversation. I know. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Mientras crecíamos, vimos a nuestros papás siempre ordenando la casa. Now that we have our own, entendemos la importancia de mantener una casa limpia y ordenada. One that makes you proud. Por eso puedes contar con IKEA. IKEA knows that having a place for everything makes it much easier to maintain a happy home and your peace of mind. When you shop at IKEA, cada dólar rinde más. Visit your nearest IKEA store to find the best storage solutions para tu hogar. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Okay, TC, I promised you you'd go first. What's your speculation about the Kansas City case? Okay, my speculation is that they all took drugs at the same time, and that it was a bad batch, and they overdosed and died. And you and think the, it would have impacted... The freezing had nothing to... The, the weather had nothing to do with it. So I thought of that, but the fact that it would impact each of them at at the same time. But like, if, it's, boom, if they're boom, all boom. doing the same thing and it's all bad, why wouldn't it? Of course it would. I have nothing better. It reminds me of, uh, I think I saw this in the new True Detective with Jodie Foster. And I only watched the first episode because it's going to go in a sci-fi direction. And I don't like sci-fi mm. generally, even though I kind of liked the setup. Uh, was it that episode where I, th- th- there were like f- bodies frozen and found frozen? That's what this reminds me of. I can't get that image uh, out of my head. Uh, Birmingham, Alabama is where John is standing by. What's your speculation, John? Do you recall uh, maybe a year ago or so in Denver, there was a similar incident where I think four or five people dropped dead from fentanyl tainted cocaine. You know, apparently none of them had a tolerance for, you know, never did not know it and did not have a tolerance. And they found bodies, you know, somebody sitting up on the couch and, Somebody laying on the floor. It was a horrific scene. So, yes, there's it can happen. No, I, I don't. But what you're saying makes intuitive sense, like what TC said. So I'm, I'm going to go look for that news story and re- remind myself. Thank you for that. Uh, Dallas, Texas, this is Don. What are you thinking, Don? 
Hey, good morning, Michael. Love the show. Thanks for uh, this quick comment. So criminal defense lawyer here. And, you know, I'm cautious here because so much sympathy to the families and to the victims. But kind of a here's my speculation, a little gallows humor laced with viable criminal defense. We've seen this movie before. There's a scene in Pulp Fiction, Uma Thurman's character digs into John Travolta's character's wallet, scoops up cocaine, snorts it, and she ends up cashed out on the couch, and there's a crisis. So, you know, that's if I'm defending this guy, I'm, I'm contending, look, it wasn't even my stash. It was one of their stashes. Uh, they brought it, and they dug into it, and they did what they did, fentanyl, you know, a lethal dose of fentanyl is microscopic. Um, and so they did what they did. I was upstairs with my wine glass again and had no clue what they were doing. I, right. And he was like, he was asleep for two full days. Right. And, and that's, and that's the other thing. I mean, you know, all four of them, you're right. Uh, could have been users, but the defense for this guy, Jordan is look, it wasn't my stash. This somebody right. else brought this and they used it. Somebody took too much, and there you go. They sat outside and got cold and froze to death. I mean, there's this case, as as you and I are speaking, uh, the crumbly mother is being cross-examined by the prosecution. I would I would love to right. be able to watch that yep. uh, cross-examination because I'm paying attention to that case. Although, something ha- you thank you, Don. That's a good insight, yep. and I appreciate it. Yesterday, I wonder if my cable package just dropped court tv oh no because i was watching cnn and then cnn went to a commercial break and i love court tv i love court tv i love their guests mm-hmm. they get real lawyers these are like some scrappy people who try cases and the insights i learn often from their it's attorneys like it's really really good stuff yeah um and but I, I said into my remote, you know, Court TV, and it brought up it brought up a, an, an insignia for Court TV, but mm. it did not take me to the channel. Mm, pay your bill. But it took me to every other channel. <laughs> so I I don't know. I, I got to I got to look into that. CNN was doing it wall to wall basically yesterday, which I thought was interesting. Me too. Well, that tells you people are interested, right? People are people are watching. Uh, Dave is in Brooklyn and has insight as a former cocaine user. I'd love to hear your insight. Go ahead, Dave. Well, I hope that's not on my uh, headstone, but, uh, yeah, uh, listen, not proudly when, you know, younger, you're doing it, you know, you're doing it with your friends in my industry, you know, you do it to party and all that, never brought it home, then never any of that. Um, and even when kids came around, you know, if you were at work events, party events, etc. but the long and short of it is this is not just with kids. This stuff is everywhere. And a few years ago, you know, there were some friends who got lost either through marijuana or cocaine or whatever because of this stuff. And I don't touch the stuff anymore. It, we, we used it recreationally. We used it to party. There's no need for me to keep the party going on a couple of more hours now. And there's no reason to have a, a, my kids standing over me saying that daddy sure. was, you know, wanted to hang out a little bit longer. But it is everywhere. It's not just with the kids. I live in a very well-to-do area in Long Island. And if people don't think that, you know, parents, uh, you know, have this stuff around as well, uh, you know, they're out of their minds. If it were a bad batch, you wouldn't think that the count would be limited to three. You'd, you'd think that the somebody else is, in the community. The problem is, is that if it's a bad batch, you never know where it's coming from. The friends that I had, you know, 
that, you know, some would come from other states. You know, we would all get mm. together. But you just you don't know where it's coming from. And you don't know. You know, there were people who, who would have multiple dealers. You know, if one guy was busy, they would get it from. You just don't know. What you can equate it to is simply the fact that back, back then, 15, 20 years ago, it was different. Now, not to dramatize it, it kind of is like Russian roulette. And it's and that's where I'm not getting preachy. It's just for me, that's not worth it anymore. It's not it's not fun anymore when it's Russian roulette. You know, it, it doesn't make it enjoyable. I'm sure there are libertarians who are listening to this and they are saying in light of what Dave from Brooklyn has explained, it's an argument for legalization. Let anybody who wants to do it, do it. But if the government now is allowing it, there's going to be a testing protocol and at least people will know they're getting the real deal. I enjoyed your libertarian uh, guest uh, several months ago while working out, and I will tell you, I am all for that. You clean this stuff up, you make it pump, you make it legal, whatever it is. You'll have regulation, you'll have it legal, and you'll also have violence ending uh, or definitely being very much subdued in the streets from young ones killing each other. We may have just taken. Thanks, Dave. Uh, I, I didn't mean to say that would be your epitaph. I, I, it's it's the descriptor that I was given before I put your call on the air, and I just wanted to provide relevancy. But I'm sure Dave from Brooklyn is much more than his past of, you know, X years ago. So thank you, sir. I do appreciate it. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost.